We're going straight yeah. into it. It's very young yeah. money. We'll and do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live, and we're doing it live. Hey boys, it's hey Kyle guys. here. Uh, it's it's an evening in January, and I'm with my my friends Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Howdy, Greg. Hello, Greg. <laughs> we're all here. We are warriors and survivors. Oh fuck! <laughs> I literally wait. <laughs> I just realized you guys are both wearing tracksuit, and I'm not. Okay. Um, sorry. And Mark, Mark AG is back with us again. Hello, Mark. Hey guys, how you doing? I was doing well until I realized I'm not wearing the fucking uniform that these guys are (laughs) in. The fucking track jacket I bought you for Christmas? I know it's in. How dare you? Okay. Well, give me, give me one second. All right. Keep, just keep talking. Sorry. (laughs) We have a uniform and a uh, mandated amount of flair we have to wear. (laughs) Everyone must wear a red bubble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, excuse me. You, that is, that is an Etsy shirt, sir. <laughs> you weren't, this is not allowed on this podcast. <laughs> I like Redbubble's whole thing. Cause it's like, uh, like, like team merch, but they don't pay any roles. It's just, it's just, it's like <laughs> custom bootlegs. I love it. <laughs> All right. We're back. I'm back, I guess in the jacket, as was promised. Sorry for letting you down there for a sec, Greg. God damn it, man. I just taken my hoodie off because it was so hot in my house, but this is like the perfect balance between, you know, what I was wearing before and and now. But guys, uh it's a new year. It's a fresh, it's a fresh brand new year. How are we all feeling? Things are good. It things are looking up. Uh first off, you know, I just want to say I want to say one thing about the tracksuits. I, I love how we have that sliding scale because from left to right I can see you to me. And it's like a sliding scale from like Brooklyn sort of like web person all the way to me, which is like Serbian war criminal. So <laughs> uh, I, I do yeah. I mean I do the Sopranos already dove into this, but like it, I like that like you know, all the all the history's greatest monsters and criminals started wearing athleisure wear. It's like you know, just be comfortable. <laughs> yeah, you man, wait, to be murder. It was all it was all over once Whitey Bulger started wearing track jackets. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, COVID is basically we're all basically Ray Liotta on house arrest, right? So like, yeah, <laughs> like, like that's that's essentially what's going I made, on. I made here. noodles with ketchup for my four year old today. <laughs> that's the man. I, Dude, Whitey Bulger, not to get off topic, but like the dude went to went to trial for murder, not uh, not because he didn't was pleading not guilty to the murder, but because he didn't he didn't accept he didn't want to allocute to the FBI's theory of the case, which is that he was a snitch. He went to trial to prove that he wasn't a snitch. The FBI worked for him because fuck them. And I just got to respect that. (laughs) That, (laughs) You really got to respect him just going all out for the bit. Yeah. Like he knew he, I mean, the guy was fucked. Like he was going to go to jail regardless, but you might as well, you know, try to not sully your name. I mean, I mean, not to be, not to be all prison abolition off the top, but like he lived a quiet life in Santa Monica for like decades. He wouldn't bother nobody. Let him fucking hang out in Santa Monica. (laughs) Well, the (laughs) feds kind of had the last laugh on that one too, when they kind of sort of left him exposed in gen pop for some Aryan brotherhood guy to just crack his skull. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm I'm still kind of caught up on Jordan calling me a Brooklyn web guy. <laughs> well, I call myself a war criminal, so I guess we're it kind of evens out. It's all sixes. Come on, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I just look like I look like one of like the lower tier Sopranos guys who tries to make a power move and just ends up in like I don't yeah. Know, yeah, you're the Jack Jr. Some river. 
Yeah, I got a Rob's Chris's poker game. <laughs> you do look like a Jackie Jr. associate. <laughs> For real. I love it, dude. I Fuck love it. Man. Oh man, it's a good way. I, I, I mean, this is kind of a this is a free flowing episode. We do have an outline of of things we want to talk about that happened last year. But I, I, I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast "Pod Yourself a Gun," but I, I know Jordan. I think you, I think you turned me on to it a while back. That podcast is so good. Anyway, I that's, highly that's, recommend. That's uh, uh Chris's and uh, Steve Sharippa's podcast. No, it's uh it's um matt two comedians it's like yeah. matt lieb and uh vince, vince mancini. mancini yeah vince me yeah, uh, vince mancini. yeah it's really good they're like leftist like adjacent guys i guess i don't know but they're they're super funny like they have they've had like guys from Trapo on but they've also had like stavros from come town on and that episode is really 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 good and they have like other like comedians and like writers on but if you're looking for a sopranos podcast um, it's making me want to rewatch it again, and, especially now that we're like, it? I'm feeling like we're back in the throes of, of, uh, of all of this, dude, my, like, I got a, I got an, a message late last night that, uh, one of the kids at my boy's daycare tested positive. And then I continued to get messages of like, uh, we're trying to find out if quarantine is five days or 10 days. Oh and God. then like earlier today, I got a message. Oh yeah. We're not doing refunds for all this time. Your kid's going to be at home. <laughs> Sweet. You know what? I've That's just been awesome, planning that I just have COVID all the time now. So my yeah, robo tripping, exactly. uh, seems a lot more legitimate now than it used to. So, you know, I'm feeling good. Well, they yeah. were, uh, I mean, this, I mean, I was reading, I guess the, uh, a weaker, more, uh, a weaker, but more contagious strain is what ended the 1918 flu pandemic. So maybe this would be good, but like, there's like the 600,000 daily cases. Somebody was like, yeah, you can, because most people are asymptomatic. And then you got people who don't report their positive tests. They just stay home for work or whatever. Yeah. So like you got to multiply it by like eight or 10. So oh six God. million cases a day, that's 42 awesome. million people a week. So in like a month, half of America is going to have this thing and then maybe it's over. I, yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah like you're we saying. have like the chicken pox phase of, of COVID where like yeah. everyone's got to get it. Dude, it's, yeah. I mean, it, but it really is so shitty because it's like, I mean, that conversation always just ends in like literal eugenics, like the people who are actually going to like dive. It, I mean, it's, it's so fucking shitty but yeah like you're saying like the 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 undercounting thing I, I told these guys earlier but i have a buddy who has covid right now he and his wife do and his wife tested positive first and he started to develop symptoms and he just went to go get a test and after waiting in line for like a couple hours in his car they like they have the actual people that are testing and then they have like people that are walking through the line of like hundreds of cars to like get some info from you and they got to him and they asked about his situation. And he's like, yeah, my wife has it. Um, I'm just, I'm starting to feel symptoms and I, I'm getting tested now. And they're like, okay, well, if you don't need a reason to have like it, something that says you're positive, you should just leave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, cause he doesn't need it to like stay home from work or something like that. Like if he just says yeah. he has COVID, then he, then they'll believe him. But for places that like, you know, you need to have it. That's who like really needs to get those tests done. So they're just like, yeah, if you just think you have it, just assume you do and go home and don't waste yeah. our time in line right now because yeah, it's, it's pretty great. 
cool system we got going here, guys. <laughs> this feels feels good. But at least though, like, uh, if you contact your insurance that you definitely 100% of all Americans have in like five months, you can get a refund for uh, the rapid test that you definitely can buy and are not like a fucking like Nintendo Switch uh, in the beginning of the pandemic where you have to buy it from some dude on the fucking classifieds. Like, that's where we're at. You got like... Literally, the guy that tweets out restock notifications for PlayStation 5s or whatever is like <laughs> tweeting out when they restock Binax uh, rapid tests at Walmart. Like, that's. We're going to get the NBA 2K guy breaking you, where you can you get N95 yeah. masks. Dude, you, you literally see tweets that say hashtag ad link to a Walmart rapid test. You're like, fuck me, man. Like, <laughs> this is. <laughs> this is. It's great. Yeah, I was like, I was literally scouring the internet today trying to find an N95 mask so that I can go to the gym. Dude, I, I bought some like a couple like a few weeks ago and it was like they were supposed to ship like pretty soon after and they still haven't i can't so. find them anywhere i've looked i've scoured the internet and cannot find any that are in stock dude yeah. like you know like that surprise that that good feeling you have when you find like money in like a jacket or something that's stashed away i get that same type of like jubilee when i find an n95 like <laughs> in the boxes that i've been like unpacking over the last couple months i'll be like yes a fresh one. It really is just the uh, trash future really hit the nail on the head when they said that like America is late stage Soviet Union, but everything's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Shit sucks. I mean, yeah. 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 I'll, well, I'll, I'll, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, just commiseration as always. But I mean, how you been, Mark? It's been a little while since we've talked to you. What's what's new uh, your way? Uh, not, not a lot, but I was thinking the last time I was on was about, was the first episode of last year, I think, cause it was right after January It was the 6th. Capital Riot oh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, just been in my apartment since then, but just. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Same. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. So speaking of, of last year, we, uh, today is going to be like our year interview episode. We did one. Did we do one last year? I can't remember, actually. I we did. Did we? Because okay. I think we just mainly just like talked about just how shitty 2020 was and just like, <laughs> oh, God, I guess we're doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I, I was talking with some people. I mean, like there were some like real good months in 2021 where it felt like, you know, we had kind of gotten past it, maybe. Dude, the barbecue at my place in May. Dude, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I, good. I mean, that was like, I felt so good that day. I I was looking like back through pictures from like earlier last year, and I was like seeing that like that stretch from right after everyone was getting like vaccinated until like you know midsummer, late summer. We were feeling pretty nice with it, and uh, boy, I'd kill I'd kill to be a eight month younger me right now. But anyway, this is the. Uh, <laughs> This is the year interview, and let's let's go through some of the events that took place last year because I think it's um, I I don't know why, but I have a like I was I, I, I was reading through some of the stuff and I forgot how much I had forgotten, and um, yeah, pretty pretty good stuff. So let's start in January. So as Mark reminded us, we had the uh, the anniversary just a few, a few days ago, the Capitol riots. Um, 
And I haven't watched it yet, but the dude, uh, but Andrew Callahan of um, Channel 5, formerly All Gas, No Breaks, did an interview with the Q Shaman from, from it, like, while in jail. Amazing. And I need, I, I, that needs to be uh, something that I watch soon. But yeah. <laughs> I, I need to interject here just for a second sure. and say that we are not doing the Hell Lines on this episode because this is just an entire episode of Hell Lines. Yeah. So can I but play the drop anyway? Yeah, please do. <laughs> okay, this one's for the whole year. Yes. Play the drop. Welcome to hell. Thank you, Jordan. For I love that so much. I don't know why. Playing the theme. Thank uh, you for really... this Serbian war criminal drop. Yes, that's very, that's very good. So, uh, I mean, I know we've all reflected deeply on the events of of January 6th. Um, Something that we haven't talked about, which I think is really funny, that's happened uh, in in the days since. Did you guys see the clip of... uh, of Ted Cruz, like begging for for forgiveness oh, from Tucker, Tucker Carlson, dude. So, like, so first of all, January sixth was like one of the five funniest days of all time, especially like oh if you God. spent Wait. it online. Fuck. But there then, like, reliving it through Ted Cruz's Tucker Carlson appearance, yes, made it all that much so funnier. Here's the thing, like. I get that that like that event was insane and like that shouldn't be something that like just normally happens. But like the party that's in charge of making sure like that that is telling us how serious of an offense that was uh, one is like begging to be working with Republicans constantly. And then two, inviting Dick Cheney to speak at like their pro democracy event. And then three, doing that fucking Lin Manuel Miranda bullshit. That whole like that. Did you guys watch that video? The democracy yeah. dies in darkness song. I, <laughs> they, they didn't even pick a song that made sense from Hamilton. They picked I know. the love song. I like <laughs> fascinating, fascinating. And so I, I like just such a perfect encapsulation of the Democratic Party in 2022. It's like, would you, yeah. would you guys rather hang out with Lin Manuel Miranda or Dick Cheney? Because uh, oh. like honestly, me. well, <laughs> at least I'd be able to like go shoot guns with Dick Cheney. I, yeah. might, I mean, I might die, but it'll be fun. He might shoot you, is the thing. That's why I'm yeah, worried. Which, like, cool, put me out of my misery, guy. Yeah. Um, he, he might be a gigantic piece of shit with like the blood of hundreds of thousands on his hand but he'd probably be a better hang than Lin-Manuel Miranda good god yeah yeah like, what, 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 what would you do with Lin-Manuel Miranda like would you like get somewhat drunk and like like Dude. rap like positivity freestyles he seems like awesome. a guy that likes to just do nothing but like listen to old jazz records and like just talk about old artists and that gets old after about 10 minutes so i yeah, think so he's for, like there, there's gonna be something that comes out about him man to, yeah there just well, has he's, to be. he's got some weird state he's department got, shit with his he's dad. got freak yeah. energy yeah there's some weird stuff with his dad yeah yeah, yeah Mark, do you profit- know about that yeah, I don't know the specifics, but they profiteered off like the Puerto Rican debt crisis or something. Oh, yeah, and there's like okay. some also some weird shit with like uh, coffee farms uh, in Puerto Rico. Like, there's some weird shit going on there as well. Um, I do love and that, George Clooney. Interestingly, I do love that Immortal Technique used to beat him up in high school. That is yeah. really funny. Um, yeah, I I do love that. But yeah, to be more specific, like 
Nancy Pelosi was doing some like it was part of the commission on January 6th or whatever. And they they brought in Dick Cheney to speak about the seriousness of like threats to democracy or whatever. <laughs> and then she also had like a video presentation where you literally had the like some of the original cast of, of Hamilton, mm-hmm. s- like singing a song from <laughs> Hamilton just but it's and it's like over it's like essentially over Zoom. And it was just like it was really difficult to watch. And like. It was on C-SPAN, and so they kept doing, like, uh, ambiance shots. And I'm telling you, the mise-en-scene for, like, this whole situation was fucked. They, like, zoomed out, and there was just, like, all these people in this, like, in, like, the congressional hearing room or whatever, just, like, watching this present. It was so weird. I Anyway, so, yeah, that was January 6th. This is the year after. And, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was an insane – like, that was the day that Trump got banned from – from Twitter, uh, and I think, no, that was two days later. But still, oh, was it really? Oh, well, he got temporarily banned the day yeah. out because he couldn't stop. Like he couldn't, like he was telling them to stop, sort of, but like telling them that they're great and they're like amazing. But then, like, but maybe stop. But like, we love you and we support you. Um, You're all beautiful. Yeah. Please stop breaking into the Capitol. <laughs> It's yeah. even funnier now that like we know that like Fox News was behind the scenes like pissing themselves. Well, yeah, like so. What's crazy? So like, yeah, I mentioned the Tucker thing, um, but but also at the time, Sean Hannity's texts were like leaked, where he was just blaming it all on Trump, and now he's yeah. on TV. Like, not that any like this hypocrisy uh, hypocrisy shit matters at all, but like he's on TV saying, you know. It's anyone but Trump's fault at this point. And the thing with Tucker and Ted Cruz is that Ted Cruz um, has very consistently referred to the people at the Capitol riot as terrorists. He did the day of like the days following and consistently and then just like a few days before the, the year anniversary or whatever. And then I guess people got really like people on the right got really mad at him for that. And then so he went on Tucker Carlson to literally beg for forgiveness Um and to say he didn't mean terrorists. And then he tried to, he like said he did mean terrorists because they were attacking cops, but like uh, not really though. They're not really terrorists. They're like just sort of terrorists, but not really. And it was the most, it was really sad to watch Batman <laughs> beg is, for forgiveness. The single most cucked man. He really is. In history. I know. It's really disturbing to watch someone just be that like it's just it's just pathetic i I don't Um, i don't have like a way to articulate this theory very well but like everyone sees themselves as the protagonist of reality now to a degree that i find like everyone acts like they're never going to die and that the most important thing is advancing themselves and to watch ted cruz it's like the guy called your wife ugly said your dad killed jfk he's insulted like he called you a liar like, how do you not just like, I mean, I, I don't fucking care. One of us is going to the hospital. Let's, let's go. <laughs> like, <you're> right. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he, like, he kisses asshole. It's, it's, even it's, if you're, yeah, even if like he's ideologically aligned with Trump, you would think that like, even if someone that I'm ideologically aligned with is like saying that type of shit to me, it's like, dude, <laughs> like that's. It doesn't fucking matter like that. Yeah, it, it is insane what he is just like put up with from Trump specifically about his family and his wife. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, also, it turns out uh, Ted Cruz's like 13 year old daughter is like 
pretty is kind of popular on TikTok talking about how she doesn't like her dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of a funny like genre of like of like elected officials or like government people and their children online being like she was like all right here are the pros and cons of what it's like to be ted cruz's daughter one sometimes we get to go on fun trips too sometimes people bring us like treats and like other good stuff but like the cons one i don't like my dad two i think everything he like stands for sucks it's like <laughs> it's really funny i like that 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 genre of uh, of online behavior is is interesting to me but it's like uh what kellyanne conway's kid her dude there was some insane shit there where yeah. she like leaked her daughter's nudes even though she's like underage it was like there was some yeah that was uh, that was some super gross shit and then that, that just like disappeared without you know i haven't heard anything about that in a while but anyway so uh, the capital riot unfortunately for them failed and donald trump uh did in fact give up the office to um, the fuck Joe Brandon movement and Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States on January 20th of last year, which um, feels like he's been president for like longer than that at this point. But I saw someone in a truck yesterday with a um, just in my neighborhood uh, had a Denver Bronco sticker, but on the back, uh, like the middle of the glass on the back of the um, the back window, gigantic sticker that just said fuck Biden. And I. Um, it was kind of refreshing I kind of to see. It. I know it, it was refreshing to see uh, a not like let's go Brandon in the NASCAR font shirt or whatever. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm tired of the. Well, there couldn't be a more Utah ch- chant like Utah slogan than "Let's go Brandon" because people in Utah love like trying to say something somewhat offensive with non-offensive language. Yep. Yeah. I. We, we, uh, my family's in Southern Virginia. My wife's family's in Florida. We drove, we drive between them typically. So, yeah, for, for the, over the holidays, and we almost got ran off the road in South Carolina by a guy with like, like a 50 foot Let's Go Brandon flag in the back of his truck. <laughs> and it was just like, he wasn't, I mean, not, not political, he was just like either drunk or his, uh, you know, flag, but his just flag was so big that he just was waving across like, like, like multiple huge lanes. hazard. Yeah. That, one of those flags is going to become detached and it's going to take out a family of six. Like it's going <laughs> to yes. happen before all of this is over. The, like under the windshield. Whether, whether it's just... like, yeah, whether it's like a Let's Go Brandon flag or we get like, when Trump gets reelected in 2024 and we like bring back the caravans, like <laughs> there is going to be a flag incident. Mark my words. Yeah. There, there's I, yeah. It's so fucking lame. I like that joke is like, I, I can't, it's, it's, it's more cringe to me than the, than Lin-Manuel singing Theodosia to save democracy yeah. or whatever. It's just like, there. it's just like, everybody's so fucking lame <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah like it's it's lamer than the i didn't think it could get lamer than drumpf yeah and like here we are <laughs> or kofifi or whatever like oh yeah or kofefi or however you like fucking oh say my it. god like but yeah to the flag is not too like i i honestly expect one day to see on like the front page of cnn like a 30 car pile up with like 12 dead because one of those trump flags where he's rambo just lands on someone's minivan and just turn into three <laughs> lanes and kill a bunch of people <laughs> where he's rambo oh god man oh yeah wait uh did he get banned from uh twitter too what's his face um jordan remind me what's his name oh john mcnaughton 
Yeah, John McNaughton. I think I got banned. I think he got banned from Twitter. Yeah, he got got Ben Garrison's still with us though. So you know, I know <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, he he actually had a good cartoon on about uh, Ted Cruz. I think the other day. Um, good for him. So uh, yeah, Joe Biden sworn in um, in February. Uh, we had the impeachment trial, uh, the second excuse me impeachment trial for Donald Trump. Um, this was of course the one where Mitt Romney voted to convict and, uh, there were billboards put up in this almost got a parade. Yeah. He nearly, if, if, if COVID weren't a thing at this point, he might've gotten a, a Democrat, a Democrats of Salt Lake city, uh, themed parade for, for Mitt Romney. Um, Trump was acquitted bravery, man. It, it pretty sure it said like something about being a hero and like, thank you, Mitt or something. It was yeah. pretty disgusting yeah. and pretty uh, much everything from like seventh east and salt lake all the way to park city was just pretty much acting like the like the ewoks <laughs> at the end of return of the jedi <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all for a all for a non-binding procedural vote that didn't count for anything uh, from the guy who ran bane capital <laughs> i know yeah um yeah, that sucks. So anyway, Trump was acquitted uh, five days after that impeachment. Um, and then like some other. Uh, yeah, the this was when we started rolling out some of the nominations for Joe Biden. Um, and one of those nominations that he put up was Neera Tandon, someone who I haven't heard about oh, a lot. In the last yes. year. She's been she's been quiet ever since then, just because like when you get brought in front of the Senate and like <laughs> she literally had to go in front of the Senate and answer for bad tweets. Yeah, like well, she was she was she was getting she was there was a literal congressional hearing essentially about her posts and she has chilled out incredibly strongly since then like she she checked into the betty ford clinic and hasn't checked out well, yeah you had like, you imagine if like if we all had to like go be we're all holding for congress to answer for a bad posts it's like uh mr ag what did you mean when you said would hit of this like cartoon and <laughs> a betty rubble <laughs> <laughs> I up. The, the thing that killed me about that was like fucking uh, uh, you get, get a Vox article saying Mark, Mark H.E. violent against women <laughs> uh, sir what did you mean by this tweet that says representative Bobert is low down bad with it <laughs> <laughs> So when you told uh, Congressman Chris Stewart to suck your dick from the back, how is that actually possible, sir? Sir, we have a grab. On the upside, you get to you get the bofa, eighty-nine-year-old senator. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, why did you? Uh, So you you see, you'd you'd ask him what bofa was, and then he would just take out like his donations from Bank of America. (laughs) Sir, why did you post the flossing gif in response to the death of Colin Powell? Oh, oh. The, the thing that killed me about that whole fucking situation was like her, her, 
she wasn't meaner to anybody on on Twitter than Bernie Sanders, and he doesn't give a shit. He voted to. He's like, it's a, everybody's being a fucking baby. I mean, oh, I, like, yeah. I don't care about Nira Tanda, but like, I, you're you're full grown adults, and that it's like cancel culture stuff. It's just rich rich people complaining about being cyber cyber bullied. Just shut I know. the fuck up. Uh, yeah, like, do you know what I would do if I was rich and somebody like was calling me a corn cob online? Dude, I would log off. And I would go count my money. That's the thing yeah. is like, I wouldn't be, if I, I were like insanely rich, I wouldn't be online. It's like, like, it's like what Liam said. I would buy a bunch of sports teams. I would buy an island, a non-pedophile, a non-pedophile island, island. And I would set up some sort of panopticon and I would just like chill and play video games and eat snacks. Literally, why would you be, be rich? I don't understand why they're online. I don't, I, I don't. Uh, just absolutely how miserable of a person do you have to be to be fucking elon musk yeah to be in this fucking trenches with us it sucks you know what i Um, wish i could say i'd be better than it but i really don't think i would (laughs) okay jordan you in particular i don't i i could see you being a really rich person and still spending like a good chunk of your day in photoshop or whatever app on your phone you use to just make more like brain poisoned images of just the worst things ever. So yeah, you, I can see continuing to do that. I would suck myself off the planet as much as I possibly no, could. I would totally just be like, yeah, third quarter earnings. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I got to post this towards Marxist thought for 20 really quick, just because I will not let this stand. You don't understand. I'm deep, deep, deep in the replies, and I have to spend 20 minutes making this image in order to ratio the shit out of this person. This is what, 83 is what sorry, follower person. Grimes, honey, hold on a second. I've got to call this like Thai rescue guy a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. So, Dude, like uh, about five years ago, uh, I made some joke about. Remember when Bob and uh, uh, Neil Tyson, Neil deGrasse Tyson, were arguing about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The flatter. So I made some joke about it and some guy got my, some flat earther got in my mentions and I argued with him like twice, but I, I let it go. Cause fuck, I'm not going to convince a flat earther of anything. Right. Yeah. So, but for five years, there's been a running argument in my mentions with this flat earther guy. I just check in on every now and then. Are you serious? Like, yes. I'm like, what the fuck? Can everybody go? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. A five-year-old awesome. tweet thread. We all just, just have low grade brain day. damage. Don't we? Yeah, and it sucks. It really sucks. Dude, That's why there's going to be studies remember. on Twitter and how it turned everybody into a schizophrenic. We I all know. just have CTE. That's it. I'm, I'm glad I. I'm glad we are recording this episode though, because uh, at least we have a historical record of of the things that took place last year through this episode. Because other than that, I just have to continue clearing my brain for all the shit Jordan <laughs> posts online. <laughs> so uh, near Tandon, of course, that was on February 10th. The 16th was the day the Texas power grid failed due to. Well, a whole bunch of things, but really the the the, the crushing blow was uh, freezing temperatures across Texas. And this was, of course, when Ted Cruz um, famously uh, just delivered his daughter to Mexico and definitely was planning on that the whole time and then flew back the same day. Um, the man you know. couldn't wait to get his hair cornrowed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't put that image in my head. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, this was, I mean, the, the Ted Cruz thing was one of the funnier things that came out of that. But like the actual serious parts of that was that like people were without power for like days and uh, it did like a ton of harm. Just more just insane weather events that we've seen in the last couple of years as all this shit continues to escalate. 
you remember the mayor, small town mayor in Texas, was forced to resign because he posted on Facebook? Oh yes, everybody was without power and freezing to death. And he posts this long screed about how the government's not here to help you. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps, make a fire or whatever. Yeah, and it's like. Buddy, if there's one thing the government, if you asked a regular person on the street what the government's job is, it'd be like plow the roads and keep the lights on. That's yeah. like the basics. <laughs> like literally the most America poisoned person in, yeah. in history would still say that like in the event of a natural disaster, the government should do this or whatever. And he's just like, on, yeah, that was that was just. Yeah, it, it really is just like an American brand of politician who just essentially just gives like Burt Reynolds diatribe from like deliverance. Yeah, it's like man. the machines and are like, gonna fail. The people who who get elected to office just to do shit like that, it's just it's just deeply ill. It's just cursed country. Um that 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 was obviously uh, a pretty gnarly event, but uh on February seventeenth we finally had some some damn good news of the year, and that was of course when Rush Limbaugh died. Um, that was <laughs> a big win for, uh, people who don't like, or who are, uh, upset that their parents. Okay. As I was saying before the ghost of Rush Limbaugh rudely interrupted me is that he died. <laughs> good <laughs> people who uh, have have parents or grandparents who were i don't know like literally brain poisoned by this man um all I, like, clinton haters yeah just like yeah my grandparents anyway. had all the books and all that too like yeah that that, yeah. that guy was like the start of a lot of brain poisoning we see to this day yeah and like i i don't know i i see like i i have you know um I have a great aunt and I have other family members who uh, by all account, like are retired, live like normal, just lives somewhere. Um, my great aunt in particular is who is, is someone that's that's really on my mind. And like she lives in like this like constant fear about stuff. And I know she was like a Rush Limbaugh person and like is a huge Fox News head, too. And she lives in like, I mean she lives a comfortable like retired older woman's life um and she lives in like this like insane fear of stuff just like living in suburbs in california and it's like it's it's so confusing to me but like it's it all stems from people who are just like rush limbo who have instilled this like deep sickness into so many people and uh literal evil have you guys watched like it, all all TV news does that to people? Even the, the the mainstream stuff. Totally. I don't know if you ever like even the world news. Like like local news is like just a total oh, fascist yeah. agitprop. And then it'd be like, here's a homeless encampment. Here's like here's a guy who yeah. committed a murder, and he's coming for you next. It's like they I watched one recently. They did like a five minute segment on one guy who was convicted of a five year old murder, and he was. The newscaster just said he was from a particular violent subset of the Crips called the, the Gremlin Crips. And I was like, well, who told you that? And why did you just say it? Like, obviously a cop told you that, but like, yeah, what? I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not beefing with the Gremlin Crips. What? I, I'm not, I don't think I, I have a dog in this right. fight. Like all the, all those local news reports come like so much of that is like directly from what cops say about like what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you're saying, like those local news stations are like incredibly crime focused and very much like stoking 
the like the fear of uh, of people and, and it's fear about things like don't get me wrong there's things to be upset about right now and there's things to be like worried and scared about right now but it's not the fucking like antifa people or like the homeless people or whatever to like make people feel negatively towards them it's like it's 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 really it's really sickening how like that whole thing has just been completely weaponized um yeah it's really would, like it, it affects like like it, it's sort of like reality like i remember during the the, the george floyd protest uh in 2020 like i you flip over i get text scared text my family if yeah. i ask them if i'm okay and i turn on the news and like of course they're, they're running footage of a cop car burning on loop then I go, but then I go outside and I see like three bike cops pedal by casually in their short shorts, just chilling. Yeah. It's like, what, what the fuck do people think is happening? It's like, well, like there are large swaths of the population who think that like every major city in this country has just been taken over by like and destroyed and yeah and destroyed by like radical leftist Antifa. And yeah. I have a theory that like we're gonna find out. I don't know, like 20, 30 years down the line that like this was a coordinated effort to turn all of us into like the grandma from Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, I don't know if you have to coordinate it. I think people like being scared. Oh, and, absolutely. Or at least keeps them glued to their TV. And it's just like, but even like the world news, you turn, you turn on like the world news tonight and there'll be like a crime wrap up. But like two people killed in a home invasion in Buffalo. Uh, family of four died in a house fire in Chicago. It's like, that, what, why? I mean, I, I'm not. I'm sad that happened to those people, but like, why is that international news? Yeah, I can't. I don't understand. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's six thousand miles away. I really can't do a whole lot about that. So yeah, thanks. I yep. guess. Yeah, like so, and, and like the yeah. reporting on like crime and has been insane too. Like everything is like record increases in crime. It's like because murders went from like ten to thirteen, and it's like up a, a, a growth of like forty percent. And it's like it's never happened like this before. It's like. Eh. Yeah, they're also comparing shoplifting numbers to th- to the year before, which is 2020, when stores were closed. So of course, shoplifting's fucking way up. You can go in the store now. <laughs> yeah, right. Line <laughs> go up. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, shout out to Rush Limbaugh for dying last oh. February. Uh, my my favorite nice. Rush Limbaugh moment for that one is how I literally jumped for joy when I heard he died because I was home because I was snowed in. So I was like, I couldn't really do a whole lot. So I just jumped up really loud when I heard the, the, the news that he had passed and gone off to hopefully a worse place. And I immediately just pulled my calf. Like I just jumped up and I just, <laughs> that's right. You literally injured yourself. Heard a pop. Like that's it. Just like, Oh no. And then I couldn't walk the rest of the day, but, Still worth it. Worth Jordan it. Torres Achilles celebrating. So <laughs> celebrating um, Rush Limbaugh's death. I know. <laughs> Amazing. So that was Rush. Uh, on February twenty second was the was when we officially passed uh, five hundred thousand. Uh, I mean, probably higher, but We're noted COVID one. deaths of uh, uh, on f- February twenty second, um, which of course you know. That was nearly a year ago, and we have just been cruising since then. So, February twenty fifth, this was a big moment, uh, you know, for for this country as a whole. But um, Hasbro did a bit of a of rebranding, and they dropped the Mister and Mrs. from the front of the uh, Potato Head toy, and this was devastating for the haters and losers um, because this was the day that America became non-binary, and I think <laughs> we took a big step forward that day. 
Uh, and this wasn't just like a way to consolidate branding for Hasbro or just like make uh, one product instead. But um, no, this was a day where we all became non-binary and we've never and we haven't looked back since. And I'm proud of us. It, it was so funny. They flipped out over the gender ambiguity, ambiguity uh, being pushed onto a toy where you can literally cross dress with. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> you can put the girl lips on the boy potato. Joke they make in Toy Story too, isn't it? Like yeah. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this was around the same time too as like the Doctor Seuss stuff too, where it's like we're not going to publish these three books anymore just because like there's a little racist. We're so. literally like the estate of Doctor Seuss made that decision. It wasn't like a cancellation done by. And, yeah. Yeah, and then you had yeah. like people like Glenn Beck who were just jumping on to was like, go out there and buy all the Mr. and Mrs. Potato Heads and Dr. Seuss books you can. <laughs> oh my God. That's Reward my, them that for doing the canceling. reactionary thing to cancel culture. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think like the Dr. Seuss Foundation is going to do from here on out to? It's like, well, it looks like sales increased 400% when we decided to get rid of the racist books. So, dude, we canceled ourselves and we've just, we've had a record quarter. It's time to continue canceling yeah, ourselves. Let's just, Honestly, it's great marketing. Yeah. Let's know, just make up great. some bullshit about like, uh, uh, gender norms and hop on pop or something. It doesn't matter. Just make it go, go, yeah. go. It's like when they went out when they went out to scoop up all the uh, the uh, racist Aunt Jemima bottles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I yeah. still see videos, still see posts of people marrying their their syrups. So they can still keep the old bottle. Oh I'm just imagining like a, a Beto O'Rourke like like squad of people going door to door, but instead of confiscating your assault rifles, it's getting your Aunt Jemima. <laughs> we heard you have Lander Lake butter. We have a warrant. Open up now. <laughs> This is the future liberals want. I know. So, oh man. Um, So we're in March now of of 2021. Major Biden, uh, the the Biden family dog, um, definitely didn't die. And he was was, uh, sent up north to a farm, a lovely farm. That was on March 9th. Good for him uh, for graduating uh, this country, I suppose. Technically, and the first person to leave the Biden administration. That's right. Yeah, that was great. I, I love it. He named his new dog Commander. So he he he. <laughs> Wait, did he really? <laughs> yeah, he got a his new dog got a promotion from me all the way from major, skipped over colonel, <laughs> admiral. He's a fucking commander, Joint Chiefs. <laughs> I just can't wait till we get like some sort of like pit bull as like general of the army, Biden. It's like great. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to welcome Patton to the family. <laughs> yeah. So uh, March 11th, that was the one year anniversary of uh, the World Health Organization declaring COVID a pandemic, um, which was I mean, it's crazy to think that we're nearly two years onto this because, uh, well, time's a time's a bitch, I guess. But yeah, pr- pretty pretty wild because that March of 2020 was a very interesting month as we – I mean, so were January and February as we kind of heard something might be coming. Um, it was weird like kind of getting information uh, saying, oh, like there might be – like do you guys remember what January and February was like in hearing about COVID? Like uh, of 2020, not 2021. Like so I guess this is two yeah. years ago. Yeah, it was like a – 
a far off concept too. It was like, there's something weird happening in China and there's this doctor trying to get information out. And, there's, and like a lot of stuff was like, well, I hope that doesn't make it over here. And then, ah, shit. Yeah. Cause like this was like during the, like the, the democratic primary. And I know we were like doing, we were actively doing stuff. And so we were like, I was seeing a ton of people and they were like, oh, this might be coming. And I remember I, I was sitting in a, uh, I was in, a coffee shop with some of like the people uh, who were working the Bernie campaign here. And we were like talking about stuff and we were like sort of, I mean, this was, this was probably end of February or something. And we like maybe thought like COVID was a thing, but we didn't really know what it was. We were like being sort of careful in this coffee shop by like, I don't even know how it was like by not sharing like a coffee or something like that. It was like really <laughs> weird. Anyway, I have a, I have a couple of really clear memories of that. Like I remember New Year's Eve, I was drunk and my wife was asleep and I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm seeing all these news stories out of China about people throwing their dogs off of balconies and a hundred million people on a lockdown. And I was like, yeah, I think we're probably fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one in specific where I was, I went to the gym. I was right down at the gym at city Creek, right in downtown Salt Lake. And Mark, uh, the gym is like located inside of a mall. Basically it's above a mall. Yeah. Above a mall. Okay. And I, I go to work out and there's like, it's like me and three other people. And then the building across the street is their basketball gym. And I'm just going there to like get some shots up. And I look out and like, all of downtown looked like one of the scenes from I am legend. Like no one was there. And like, I just, I remember texting my wife and I was like, this is the eeriest fucking thing I've ever experienced. And then like the next day, Rudy Gobert tested positive and like everything went down like straight into <laughs> lockdown. And like, you know, little did we know like what was on the what was on the horizon. But I do remember that as like one of those like seminal moments of like, oh shit. Yeah. That was right, so I got a I, I got a fun NBA related COVID story. Uh so that was about the time I thought I killed Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh for the listeners' purposes, I my day what I do for work is I'm a I'm a fucking hack comedy writer for TV shows. Uh and I, I was working on TNT did a 30th anniversary roast inside the NBA, right? Right. Shaq, Tenny, whatever. So I worked on that. We spent the last week in Chicago for the taping. And uh I get sick that week. I get really, really fucking sick. And but of course, the government was telling us COVID wasn't here yet. I think we all know now that's not true. Um, so, but I got like, I was like the worst bronchitis I ever had, combined with a fever and chills. I didn't have antibodies when when I finally got tested. So maybe I didn't have COVID. But we the night of the taping, I'm. I was most of the day sleeping, trying not to shake myself to death, but I really, really wanted to meet Charles Barkley. <laughs> so <laughs> I shake his and Shaq's hand. And then that was, a, that was a Valentine's day weekend and come back. And then of course everything shuts down like two or three weeks later, NBA shuts down and the, the reports that Charles, Charles Barkley's isolating. I think he has a bad case of COVID and I'm like, Oh shit! I'm NBA patient zero. I shut down the season and I killed Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh man, Dude. I would have kept oh, that one to myself if that would have happened. Too, I was like, "Well, I don't know what happened." That bananas. Yeah, gotta commit Yeah. Oh, uh, you guys remember when the earthquake happened? Like right before COVID oh, happened God, too. Man, like yeah, that whole week itself was insane too. Like that was the first time in my life was like, I think I have to buy ammo. Cause I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. Shit was weird here. I got, yeah, I got was... laid off like a few days after that. 
and then I got laid off like a couple months after that. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't miss 20. Hey, this is a 2021 retrospective. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Long story short, February and March of 2020 was essentially the New Year's Eve scene from Boogie Nights, and that's all you need to know. That's absolutely right. And then uh, the end of March of 2021, we, of course, had the uh, massive cargo ship, the Evergreen, blocking, blocking the Suez Canal for six days. And we were t- and that, like there were big so funny. You know, talks and discussions about like the uh, the impacts that this would have on the supply chains. Of course, it was just like nothing compared to like what COVID really did. But anyway, I, yeah, I just like I think we all, we all learned the last few years is no redundancy built in anywhere in any sort of like good capitalism doesn't have two of anything. It always nope. like one's enough two cost extra. We're going to have one. Yep. Yep. So like what one boat captain gets drunk. So now I can't buy uh, in, in Egypt. So now I can't buy underwear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's that's everywhere. Like on our last episode, we talked about that with like the healthcare industry just in general and like hospitals and everything. They're run so lean that like the yeah. second they're like they're tested. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a disaster. So it, it just makes you realize um, just how, uh, you know, uh, fragile everything is. You're, uh, you, you can be on Amazon shopping for a fleshlight. And next thing you know, a captain <laughs> drinks a fifth of rum and no fleshlight. It's sad. <laughs> just a razor's uh, edge, man. So I don't, I don't know. So this is April now. So this is April 9th. This of course is my half birthday and, Prince Philip, of course, he joined uh, Lord Louis Francis Albert Victor Nicholas Mountainbatten uh, in Knott's <laughs> Heaven. So um, Prince Philip was taken from us that day, unfortunately. I think I will remember you. For legal purposes, we cannot officially say that we know that Prince Philip was a pedophile, but he did give off those vibes. So. There were a lot of like nice pictures leading up to his death. I mean, the, his name, the last was, his name years, was in a lot of books. Yeah. And like the last five years of his life, just uh, I think a lot of really nice imagery came out. Like he had a lot, uh, like a lot of good photos taken of him where he didn't look like the fucking Crypt Keeper. But there was that <laughs> one of him his in the back eye, of his, that, like, like the bags under his eyes and like his actual <laughs> eyelashes. Like it looked like they were getting a divorce. Yeah, and like and they just like continuously just like moved further and further apart from that, each other. It was that, really amazing. That one picture of him I, in the back of a car where he looks yeah, like he had come one. back to life and seen the fires of hell. Like yeah. that one really stuck with me because yeah, that that one is haunting because I mean he had like people had been uh, you know thinking or speculating that he had died or was going to die in the hospital a few weeks before he actually did, and there was. That, that moment you're talking about where he was being transported uh, transported home from the hospital and there was a photo used uh, I mean Terry Richardson flash style of, <laughs> of him in the back of a car just looking he just looked like, like every 22 year old walking out of Little Darlings in Las Vegas at 4am right. <laughs> he looked like he was uh, in the new season of Euphoria and it, I mean it was great it was beautiful um, so April 11th, uh, I mean, again, just throughout in the entire, I mean, always this has been going on the last two years, just a, a big focus on police violence. Um, so uh, April April 11th, Dante Wright, who's 20 years old, he was shot and killed during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Police officer Kim Potter, um, this was the one where she says she mistook her gun for a taser. So she thought, or she said she thought she was tasing him. 
and she shot him and killed him. And I'm assuming I, I I can't remember the like the the outcome of this, but I'm assuming uh, she didn't get in very much trouble for. No, she she's got convicted a couple weeks ago. Oh, did yep. she actually? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Very good to see that. Um, and uh, oh yeah, and thankfully Keith Ellison was the attorney general there. Like that's like one of the good things about having like an actual like decent attorney general is like p- police officers like that can sometimes be be uh actually charged with the crimes that they commit and sometimes convicted as well. Um, <laughs> April 14th, this was when uh, Joe Biden withdrew troops from Afghanistan. I was driving through um, a neighborhood close to mine uh, the other day and someone had a big shrine to the Marine Corps out in front of like their fence. Um, that's the, hell yes. Knowing your neighborhood, that's fucking perfect. I'll, and I'm pretty sure it's from this because I, I was like uh, – because there were like I think thirteen Marines or twelve Marines yes. or something that died in the exit from this when there was like this just insane. I mean, that's what happens when you lose a war. Uh, but it, anyway, we. I need to go take a picture of what I saw because I'm pretty sure they also had a, a pair of boots out there as well. Uh, and I don't know how long it's been there, but like they had like thirteen things. Uh, there was something that was like indicating it was it was about this whole event because this was also when we were seeing like pictures of bars like leaving an empty table with like 13 like pints of beer and like i I was in jackson hole that week like the weekend after that and every fucking bar i went to there had the 13 beer really yes every Uh, single one of them yeah the the final withdrawal didn't happen till august but yeah but like this is when it was initially like implemented where it was like oh this is when he announced sorry yeah but no the the 13 marine things is still the funniest thing ever just because like you could definitely tell like most of it was just like restaurants just trying to fill a table to make it look a little more full as opposed to like (laughs) yeah yeah i couldn't remember what happened when so that's in august when they actually removed but he announced this in april um which of course was met with a lot of backlash from uh mainstream media of course and then um in, on april 20th this is when derek chauvin was convicted of of murdering george floyd was sentenced to 22 years in prison um yeah thank goodness somebody got that on video i guess uh because that's the only way to get these people actually convicted and that's not even a, a sure bet either so that that was good um in may the uh this is when i mean we were having a hot boy, hot girl summers where May 13th, the CDC said fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks or physically distance during most indoor or outdoor activities. Um, yes, that was that seemed fine for a while. Uh, and just this last weekend in Salt Lake was the first time we've had a mask mandate uh, in the county or anywhere in the state for quite some time. So um, jokes on us. Yeah, we did it. Um, May 19th was when, uh, Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, he signed a bill banning most abortions after six to eight weeks of pregnancy. And this kind of, of course, set the stage for a lot of, a lot (laughs) more attacks on Roe versus Wade, um, that we've seen this year take place. Uh, and things are looking pretty, pretty bad on that front. And there's a lot of thing like, I mean, in almost every single red state, there's already like a a trip bill that's just waiting to be um, implemented that essentially nullifies everything that Roe versus Wade did and set through that precedent. So <clears throat> pretty good. Um, Greg Abbott's such a piece of shit. Like he fucking sucks. He, he, yeah. 
He happens to be in a wheelchair, which doesn't have anything to do with anything except how he made his money was an illegal settlement for the, how he got paralyzed. And then he signed a bill eliminating that kind of lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Literally pulled up the rope ladder behind him after the thing that made made his life possible. Wow. Pulled up the ramp behind he's such him. An incredible, just such an incredible piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. He sucks. Um. I don't know which one of you sickos put this one in here, but on May 27th, Amazon pushed their mindfulness practice room for workers to have a mental breakdown slash masturbation session. And, um, I, you know, Amazon's had a really good comment to cry. That's thank you, Greg, for uh, your commentary on this one. But like, how'd you, how'd you know my wedding vows? <laughs> um, yeah, Amazon. I mean, just in general, Amazon's. I mean, their entire existence is just ridiculous. But like, they've had during the pandemic, especially, has really uh, shown a bit of a light on how insane their uh, whole operation really is. I mean, it came out. Um, many times that like the insane conditions that like even their drivers do. Of course, there were many reports on what the people who work in the warehouses themselves do, the way they're like timed, the way they're tracked, all of that nonsense. Uh, Drivers like peeing in bottles and then the PR meltdown that came from all of that. Um, You know, not to mention like what took place this year where Amazon forced people to go to work despite uh, um, a natural impending natural weather disaster where a tornado killed people in Amazon warehouses that where they mm-hmm. were uh, not allowed to leave or not allowed to not come into work for. But anyway, um, shout out to their mindfulness practice rooms though. Sure <laughs> which, are, which are just booths, by the way, they're just telephone booths, but just like with yeah. a chair inside of them. So, you know, if you're having a rough time between like having to run around a warehouse because like the little thing in your wrist beeps all the time too, because you're not doing it fast enough. At least you can go in there for like 30 seconds and catch your breath, cry, do what you need to do, punch a wall. I don't know. But then you get right yeah, back yeah. into that inhuman practice of wearing that thing that shocks you. Yeah, when you when you want to jerk off, though, at least you probably have a picture of Jeff Bezos in his cow, uh, space uniform and cowboy hat to look at while you do it. So that. <laughs> yep. they updated them all so to the the picture that came out of him looking like divorced Howie Mandel. <laughs> Dude, that I I can't deal with that picture. Um, you know, so what? in June. Oh, sorry. oh I'm sorry. I didn't I'm mean just saying, like, any Bezos talk. Bezos is kind of doing it where it's like he has all the money and he doesn't really care so he just does his own thing and doesn't care about consequences or people or anything like he is that detached offline billionaire yeah and it fucking sucks he he finally retired but like his work schedule was like he wouldn't he didn't go to work till 10 he never did anything after lunch he worked from 10 to noon probably monday through wednesday and I was like, yeah, that's fucking it, – it, It's I prefer that to Elon as a personality type anyway. Sure. Yeah, I'm glad Bezos doesn't tweet. I mean, like <laughs> – We just have the shittiest supervillains, man. It's, it sucks. I mean, Bezos – yeah, he's he's really ridiculous in his own ways. Uh, like right before launching himself into space or whatever, he's like, this is because of all of you Amazon workers who made this possible or whatever. Uh, pretty cool. Anyway, so June of uh, 2020 – uh, halfway through the year, Bibi Netanyahu's rivals agreed to form a coalition government to to take him out. He was Israel's longest serving leader, no longer. And he was replaced by people who were essentially equally as bad as him. So finally, peace um, at last. We did it. Uh, uh, yeah, Israel's good uh, now, folks. From the river to the <laughs> sea. Um, 
The sponsor of the Keystone XL crude oil pipeline uh, on June 9th announced that it is pulling the plug on the on the contentious project after Canadian officials failed to persuade President Biden to reverse his cancellation his cancellation of its permits. So, um, but what about the twelve jobs? <laughs> I mean, uh, this yeah the, the the fact that it took that long is just insane. But yeah, um, shout out to Canada for continuing to push that nonsense. Um, June twenty June twenty first. This is when the Supreme Court of the United States ruled uh, that strict NCAA limits on compensating college athletes violate U.S. antitrust law, which. Um, is a pretty big deal because uh, it's a massive problem in this country that there are just thousands of college athletes who do free labor for a multi-hundred or it's a billion-dollar organization um, that makes a ton of money off of all of these uh, children. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's pretty insane. I was watching the national title game earlier and they cut from all these players doing free labor uh, to the live Moss student section. So, <laughs> uh, Sir, I'll have you know the University of Utah, mighty Utah student section was the live Moss student section of the year. So put some respect on that. Sponsored by doTERRA. Sponsored I mean, by doTERRA. Yeah. So, I mean, overall good things. Cause I mean, like the, the, it's it's just insane. If you listen to any like actual like college athlete talk about their experience of like what they have to do, uh, it's the expectations that are levied upon like these kids is just insane. Um, and I, I don't know. I like it, I was watching the Rose Bowl where Utah played um, Ohio State, and I, I was thinking about it a lot during that game where you just have like all these kids who are, like who are like you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty, or in uh, you know, Britton Covey's case, 35 years old, where you're, <laughs> we're like, I mean, you're playing on the, literally the biggest stage you could possibly play on. Uh, and in most cases, like these kids are just, I mean, literally still kids, 18, 19 years old. And, um, that's just, I mean, it's insane that they can be put in that type of position and still have to kind of like struggle in the ways that a lot of them or most of them do in order to be in that position, like financially, it's just, cause I mean, they can't work jobs. Um, it's just, it's just crazy. I, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember which you player was that was on a podcast. I was talking about this a few years ago. Um, we're just talking about like the stipend type of thing that that he gets, but he like couldn't afford to put tires on his car. He was trying to send money back home in certain situations. His girlfriend was like helping, but like pay for some of his stuff just cause he couldn't, I mean, star running back for a, a power five school and, you know, struggling to like, can't pay for tires for his car. It's just fucking nuts. Anyway, Eric Dickerson, so that's just, in- innocent. That's all I can say. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. got that gold trans am and he deserved it. Yes, sir. hundred percent. So June 24th, uh, this was in a 12 story section of the Champlain towers, South condominium complex in Surfside, Florida collapsed, um, leaving a lot of people dead. Oh um, God. I forgot about that. Yeah. And it was, and it, I mean, it's unfortunately just feels like indicative of like a lot of like the, uh, infrastructure and infrastructure we have in this country that, um, can very easily go over or excuse me, underlooked, I guess, or overlooked. Fuck it. Um, oh, depending on, on like the regulations work, really. in the state. 
Anyway, I'm super excited for all the condos going up downtown. Yeah, I'm sure that. Like what we were saying earlier too, like what we talked about how like capitalism makes sure that nothing is redundant. So Mm -hmm. like take that towards like building codes and all that too, especially when there's like a real need for housing where, you know, they're probably going to skip a little bit on materials and inspections and things like that just because local governments and state governments just need those housings up pronto. So it doesn't really matter. So in 20 years, it's all going to be fun to see. And this is something that Joe Rogan understands even in a debate with Dave Rubin. We're like building codes are actually uh, something that shouldn't be like skimped on. Um, and the market isn't going to solve for this kind of thing. But anyway, I, another good death in June. This was Donald Rumsfeld. Um, <laughs> we love a win. good death, folks. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of really bad deaths, really <sighs> sad deaths throughout this whole summer. So we had to take some wins when we could. Donald Rumsfeld of course, was was one of those. So, Most famous for being the Secretary of Defense during the Iraq War and telling soldiers in Iraq, you go to war with the army you have, not the army you wish you had at a later date, as they were complaining about burning alive in Humvees. So, you know. I, Brilliant. I, look, I understand what he's saying, but this was a totally optional war we picked the schedule for. Yeah, we could have went to war with the army you wanted. (laughs) Right. It's like, this was your home opener. Like, this wasn't like a, like, this wasn't something that just like came out of the blue. Like, oh no, we really have to defend this place. It's like, nah, we kind of decided where the party and the venue was. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Yep. So, uh, July, moving on to July and the first of of July, this is where, um, the uh, hot folks summer started to kind of feel like maybe it was short-lived. The Delta variant was announced uh, in uh, the first of July, where things were likely going to be changing in the in the in the near future, and they did. Um, July first, also uh, after nearly twenty years, the U.S. military leaves Afghanistan. So uh, refer back to everything we said before about the boots and the beers and uh, everything else. And I'll be sure to grab a picture of that uh, little shrine we at left, my neighbor's house. We left Bagram Air Base in like the middle of the night and we didn't even tell the Afghans we were leaving. Like we just like got on a C-17 and just like bolted. Yep. What could like, But what could be more American than like skipping out on the check? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so um, on July 7th was when the Haitian president, uh, Jovenel Moise, was assassinated in an attack in his private residence. So it was raided and he was killed. Um, The U.S. involvement in that is kind of confusing to me still, uh, and I'm not going to speak on it because I feel like I don't have a good grasp on it at this point. I mean, obviously, like everything the CIA does is nebulous and uh, foggy for for own purpose, but like – well, isn't the official story that like some Haitian expat doctor privately hired mercenaries to kill the guy or something? Yeah, yeah. There's something like that. It's uh, – yeah, it, it was weird. Not um, nearly as funny as the Venezuela coup. No. <laughs> no, that one was – That's pretty hard. <laughs> hard to top. Yeah. Well, that was at the top of the Rolodex. Like they had Silver Core. Then since those guys were all taken out, I guess they had to go to the next down the list. So – yeah, um, they had to go to the Chili's too of coup doers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, let's see. 
We have uh, on July 11th and the 20th, we had Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos go on a little bit of a edge of space ride with all of their rich money. Of course, as I mentioned, Bezos thanking the uh, Amazon workers for making it possible. Very good stuff there. Um, you know, it's it's hard to believe it's hard to believe in God when you have a guy like Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson strapped to a rocket with that much jet fuel there and nothing happens. They didn't yep. even fucking go to space. The only way like marginally higher than like commercial airlines yeah. go. It's like That's it was right. the biggest fucking congrats. You took a condor Perfect. ride. Um yeah, so in on uh, July 20th, this is when it was announced that US life expectancy fell by a year and a half in 2020, the one is the largest one-year decline since World War II. Just due to the like I mentioned, like we we, we had a we had a we have a number of deaths we associate with COVID at the moment. Um, it's likely an undercount if you uh, if, if you're checking like expected deaths year over yeah. year. Um, yeah. It's and like I mean, so many people were dying in those early months, of course. Uh, like before we really scaled up, I guess you could say. But then, I mean, people are still so many people are still dying. Um, and people, you know, as I mentioned. And yeah. are getting tested in a lot of cases as well. But. I saw people arguing online about Florida's death numbers. Apparently, Florida's just completely given up on counting. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. they were they were actively like fudging numbers when that one yeah. lady's house was like raided, and they took all of her computers and shit when she was like. I mean, yeah. you had the actual Surgeon General of Florida out there, like telling people to go fucking jerk off in an Applebee's or whatever. So they had, uh, I mean, like the, you're talking about that excess death number. The, the earlier you're talking about how like we're like the, the late stage Soviet Union, like, so we're count, we're figuring out how many people died of COVID. Academics are trying to figure it out the same way they figured out who, how many people died of the Ukrainian famine. Yeah. Because the government's <laughs> fucking lying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn. That's you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only way is really to do excess deaths because, uh, I mean, we don't have a like, I mean, we don't even have a like a, we don't have a federal tracking or testing system in this country. Like everything no. state by state. So I'll tell you that. And so. I think I saw something the other day where it was like, Florida has been like going back and retroactively adding deaths that are total from like months ago. I'm sure. Yeah. Or it's like, doodle. Oh, we're just going to slide this one underneath the limb and no one's going to ask. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. And, and like, as I mentioned, like the, the life expectancy is falling, but if you ask someone like, I don't know, Ezekiel Emanuel or Bethany Mandel uh, contributed to, to the Deseret News, maybe it's fine that like people die. Uh, maybe people live too long, according to Ezekiel Emanuel. Do you guys remember that op-ed he wrote oh, about? Oh, dude, yeah. Maybe people live too long, and like, what's the point of living after you retire? That like, kind of thing. The single most like cynical and nihilistic thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah, that was that was deeply and like deeply the whole disturbing. yeah the whole point of it was like you are not you are no longer useful when you are like not a part of the workforce. Yeah. So you like why are you alive? Yeah. It's also like a sign of someone who has a deeply easy job. It's like, why would you ever want to be retired? Right. I um, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm pretty sure he's like an oncologist. He probably works like two days a week or something. Um, yeah. So that was that, that was great. Uh, July 20th also. Uh, this is when Giannis and the Bucks won the NBA title, which was um, a big win for literally everyone except for like Lakers fans and Nets fans like probably. There aren't no, Nets fans. The so Suns really probably can. didn't like it either. I mean, at some level, though, like if you're going to lose, yeah, yeah it's, it should be to the Bucks. But yeah. at the same time, like if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, you were cheering for Chris Paul, which like 
you know, you don't deserve <laughs> happiness anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, big, big uh, Giannis fans over here, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, yeah. I, I miss early stage Giannis when he really loved like uh, smoothies and he was doing his like, Baki Bartakamos, I'm really innocent and sweet, sort of. Yeah, 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 yeah. His the book that Mirren Faden wrote on, or Mirren Fader from The Ringer wrote on uh, Giannis is so good. He has the best NBA, the story out of anyone in the NBA. Like, I, yeah, and like my question to y'all is: there has there ever been a more likable uh, athlete? Um, I love him, so I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. In the social media era, when everyone's personalities are laid bare for the most part, I don't think yeah. so. Because yeah, you got of course yeah. Michael Jordan, whose personality was persona was completely fake, was beloved. Yeah, yeah. That's until right. you find out that like Jordan's a literal sociopath. Yeah, yeah. not a great dude. Anyway, so um, <laughs> at end of July, the Olympics happened, uh, which I mean, weird Olympics. Uh, they were in Tokyo. Um, and Japan, I'm, I mean, I barely remember it. I remember there was some stuff with Simone Biles where she um, she needed to walk out of the Olympics and there was debate about that. I think that was the big event that came out of the Olympics, but it feels like it was kind of just something that happened. But like, dude, I don't know. fucking I still remember the Charlie Kirk show where he like he was saying that she was a traitor and that like. <laughs> She doesn't deserve to be an American. There were some weird ones there because there were a lot of conservative uh, conservatives that came down on her side for whatever reason. And I can't remember why that was, but um, I would look better yeah. in comparison. I, yeah, probably just to draw. Just, I mean, Charlie Kirk's just such yeah, an idiot. So it, it definitely felt like a pick your battle sort of thing, too. It's like, listen, I don't really need to you know, go after like someone who's in their like late teens, early twenties, who's, <laughs> who was like sexually assaulted within like the U S gymnastics, uh, yeah. association too. Like maybe I can just let this one go. It's pretty easy to just be like, yeah, like be fine with it. Like it's, uh, you, you know, I mean, people I, feel like they have, they have to have a take about everything, but like, it's pretty yeah. easy to just be like, yo, just do your thing. I I the, the, I wasn't even watch, I didn't watch the Olympics last year because they're on you know such weird times because you know it's in Japan or whatever. But the I, I I just love these like fake ginned up controversies where like these hardcore fascists pretend to care randomly about fucking gymnastics. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's like it's, we, it's fascinating. Well, yeah. You know what? I'm really excited for the sequel of of the winter Olympics in China, which I'm sure will have none of these takes awesome. from, from nationalists all over the <laughs> place. God. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw the very nice illustration that NS freedom Cantor posted on his, <laughs> on fucking Twitter today. That was good. <laughs> his, his own version of Tiananmen square. Yeah. Uh, very. Do you guys have an opinion on whether Enos is a CIA op? <laughs> oh, he's totally an op. I, well, I don't think he's he, an op. I think he's just stupid. I mean, I think, I think he's, he's a fellow op. traveler, well, I think, but he, he, I think he's a useful idiot for sure. Um, I mean, he literally is just the State Department talking points, like on every single thing, like China, on Israel. Like it's just, it's just, 
it's just was, his entree to activism was supporting like Fatula Gulen or whatever. Yeah. Was, yeah, I don't really have a handle on what his actual politics are. He's just sort of this mystic poet who tried to overthrow the Turkish government or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. Like he was like, he, like and that's the thing. Like Gulen was like boys with uh, Erdogan for a long time too, until they had a falling yeah. out. Now it's like they both want to kill each other. Yeah, and yeah. that kind of just drives the whole thing. It's just, it's just bro drama that just got out of control. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that was end of July. We moved into August. And of course, the beginning of August, we had the Dixie Fire in California. It was the second largest in California history. It burned nearly uh, half a million acres through a large swath of Northern California. Um, just like horrific scenes coming out of that. And uh, I, I, I can't remember if that was one of the other ones that was, that was started by like uh the the like electrical grid grid power equipment like failing they had a few of those um yeah i think that was the one started by like pg and e power plants yeah pg like failing to to like do anything with their actual um yeah they like the plants itself just just horrific stuff there um on August 10th, this was when Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, announced that he would be resigning. And this came after, um, you know, this was due to the allegations against him for like sexual misconduct, not necessarily for the whole uh, like covering up the deaths of tons and tons of people in nursing homes, not only covering them up, but also like for uh, essentially forcing them to die by sending COVID COVID positive cases into nursing homes. Um, And uh, it is really interesting what you're able to get away with in this country and not get away with. I mean, not that you should be able to get away with sexual misconduct. It's just interesting that that's what brought him down after he literally like caused the deaths no. of thousands of people. It's yeah, like um, it's like Capone should, going down for tax evasion. Yeah, you should not yeah. be able to rub your subordinates lower back, but also killing a grandma's worse. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean. It is really fascinating. I mean, uh, I can't remember if you mentioned it on here somewhere, um, but like Chris Cuomo, his brother actually resigned from CNN or left CNN. He got suspended and then left CNN um, either in November or December for his role in trying to discredit the victims of sexual misconduct Mm -hmm. from um, Andrew Cuomo, which is also interesting because – he too got away with the whole thing with, uh, you know, helping his brother do the whole nursing home deaths thing on CNN yeah. where he, they were just like yapping it up during while all that was going on. Did, so, did CNN find his own sexual harassment stuff too? Yeah, yeah I think so they I did. Think, yeah. I think he, yeah. he, he like Which got like, suspended for the thing with his brother and then it was like, okay, more stuff's going to come out. So you should just go. <laughs> I think and it, it was also funny because Cuomo's defense of himself when he, when he got accused of being a sexual harasser was basically, I'm just Italian. <laughs> Then, I was just gonna say, and then and then Chris provides. He's, he's like, "Yo, maybe it is." Like Chris is like, "Yeah, this is, this is, this is all Italian." It's an Italian. <laughs> Listen, we are Italian. We are sexually aggressive. You should not get within twenty feet of us. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, that's Insane. the real reason uh, Chuck E. Cheese shut down. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was great too like especially with like the uh new york attorney general's investigation where they started like releasing all the texts or conversations we had all and like liz smith was just star- yeah liz smith was just like star fucking the entire time too i got edward isaac dolivier on uh i'm texting him right now he's saying our words on msnbc it's like oh you are the saddest God. people ever dude her, I still, I was, her I in the, the in the, the mayor pete documentary is just it's it's it was honestly the only thing that made that documentary watchable i like so. i need to watch it still I'll it's do that so this week. brain poisoning man listen the, so <laughs> yeah the only thing um, we need to really worry about now is like the jennifer rubin take because like we gotta make sure the cuomo daughters keep eating their meatballs that's it yeah <laughs> we love her uh so after that august 15th this is when the taliban officially took over afghanistan this is uh like a mil- uh, there were missile strikes and this is of course i think like a like a lot of the dramatic scenes we le- um we saw taking place there um the panic over much- the the left behind military equipment was so funny to me like just because you leave like a tomahawk helicopter that they they're just gonna they're gonna watch a YouTube instructional video, then have an Air Force. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I, I heard that all the time. Yeah, that, yeah. This was also like like a like people feigning a lot of concern about like women's rights under the Taliban or whatever that kind of thing. Um, but like seventy percent of the country wasn't under like government control for like the last seven years anyway. So like, what yeah, are you talking it was just about? This- it was just the cities like it, it, the rural women were abandoned a fucking decade ago. Yeah. yeah. And then and then you had like some conservatives doing like a, maybe you got to hand it to them to the Taliban. That was an interesting yeah. uh, turn we saw around this time. My, my favorite was that they did they did tours. The Taliban showed them over the mansions they took over. And there was like really like look at the paintings of the horses. I guess the last guy lived here like horses. It's like they. Yeah. And then they, I guess one of the military bases had like those pedal swan boats. On some really? lake in in, in, uh, in, oh in the Afghan God. capital, so uh, they were just Taliban with an AK, just riding around these pedal swan boats. It was <laughs> on those pictures, yeah, Dude, yeah, just a, a swan, swan boat in Kabul, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, uh, just a guy. They swan- got a navy too now, <laughs> which is just like a guy in a swan boat, just like having an RPG on his shoulder, which is like the most like I'm I'm approachable, but also fierce. Oh my god! Um, August nineteenth. This is where uh, old Zucky Zuck, Mark Zuckerberg, launched the metaverse, which of course was really just inviting the entire world to get fired by your boss, wearing a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man skin, and doing the floss dance at the same time. This also reminds me. Um, there's that like skit group called Please Don't Destroy. That guy that had the the video about the the Doombreaker vaccine. At one point during the pandemic, they released a YouTube video that was like, um, boss lays off a bunch of workers, but he accidentally has this auto tune turned on on his computer. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend people find that on on YouTube because that's just like the the the, the world we live in. Did you guys so, yeah, see the uh, video of the uh, shopping in the metaverse? of like the the, Dude, walmart. the walmart thing fucking hell i that gave me like suicidal ideations just watching that you, just you like, remember oh. that whole like insane rant i went on about nfts in the metaverse dude i'm just i'm convinced i'm uh, we're gonna be seeing gta 5 like violence in the metaverse mm-hmm. um it's gonna be great um anyway august 29th that was when hurricane ida made landfall um on the 16th anniversary of uh hurricane katrina so um, there's some nice little uh, parallel for you, but mm-hmm. yeah, incredibly destructive hurricane. Um, 
in saying that it was uh, on the same day, but it was, I mean, it left more than a million people in Louisiana without power. Um, you know, it's just, man, the, the, the natural disasters that we're faced with on our crumbling infrastructure uh, is not set up to deal with any of this. So uh, September of 2021, of course, September 1st, by a 5-4 vote, the Supreme Court of the United States cleared a way for Texas to enforce a ban on abortions beyond six weeks, kind of what we mentioned earlier. Um, so, yeah, I mean, who could have seen this coming? So then we rehashed all of the same arguments about Ruth Bader Ginsburg not retiring, et cetera, um, all that stuff. Just uh, this is the Supreme Court we have now, and it's it's great. So... And then on September 11th, that was the 20-year anniversary of the uh, September 11th attacks. Um, Jordan, do you have something witty to say about, about No that? one cared anymore. Like, that was just a day, like... I know. That was just a day for, I mean, like, people to just post Photoshops and be like, all right, that was fun. Anyway, I'm done caring about 9-11 now. I will say the bowl didn't miss a... Uh, he didn't miss it on his Instagram, though. So he made a good, solid post on on IG. So you can check out Jeremy the Bull Evans, both at AlphaCon and on his Instagram. You can check out his uh, September 11th tribute post. Alpha Influence never forgets. Alpha Influence does not forget. Um, yeah, so September 14th, some stuff came out, uh, which they called the Facebook Files. And it was uh, essentially, I mean, specifically focusing on Instagram. And we talked about this a little bit at the time, but like... Um, Facebook knows exactly how, uh, mentally damaging Instagram is for teenage girls, especially, but like literally for all people. And they have literal measurements on like the mental health deterioration, uh, of people who consistently use Instagram, get trapped in like the feedback loops that it uh, intentionally creates with their algorithm and, um, and shows that it's good for business. So, uh, full speed ahead. Because uh, why else would they, why would they change their behavior? They have no incentive to. So pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. September 14th of this month. This is when, of course, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wore the, uh, did she say tax the rich? Yeah. Yeah. Tax the rich dress. And then just, of course, followed by the most insufferable discourse of all time. She was at the Met Gala wearing that. Um, I'm not going to have an opinion on it because I don't care. <laughs> no, it, it was a dress and like, all right, it was cool. Ex- yeah, whatever. Um, September 29th, this is when, uh, Britney Spears was set free. Uh, big, big day for, um, the QAnon folks. I'm trying to remember where they it's, landed. It was a, it was thing. a tough day for dads all around. It was a tough yeah. day for dads, tough day for sisters as well. Um, and estranged parents everywhere. Yeah, it was tough. So, Shout out to Britney Spears. I hope she's uh, doing okay. Still listen to some Britney Spears songs every once in a while. Um, they were bangers. It, yeah, dude, she's got... I mean, I'm telling you, dude, if the second I'm back in like a club and Lucky comes on... You know what? I, boy. I also think we need to start rehabbing late 90s music. I mean... It's been long enough to put this ironic hatred of it, but you know what? I'm telling you, dude. So you mentioned that me looking like a Brooklyn web guy or whatever. So like right before the pandemic started, uh, 2020, I was in, it was, I was in Brooklyn. I was with a, a friend who lives there and building websites, a, building websites. Yeah. I was staying at a spot and we went to this like 
like really hip bar where the upstairs was like a bar, but you're really in the upstairs bar on a waiting list in order to get to the downstairs, like fun bar. And you go downstairs, like after you it's wait for an hour or whatever, and you get into the fun bar, dude. And they were playing nothing but bangers from like the late nineties, like early two thousands. And it was so fun. It was just like, anyway. So anytime I, I think of any of that music from that era, I'm just reminded of the last really fun time I had before the pandemic, which was, you know, I was in a uh, Williamsburg basement bar listening to fucking Britney Spears. It was great. I went to a, I went to the same little high school as the guy that, uh, I don't know if you remember, it was a big deal with the tabloids. Britney was dating a regular guy for a few years. <laughs> yeah. was, uh, David Luckadoo. And, um, I actually we really good friends with his cousin. Didn't neither here nor there, but like the TMZ was camped out in the grandma's yard when they first started dating and shit. It was very weird. Oh no! But uh, he he got what the what ended the relationship was her dad hired a private investigator to film him make out with a girl at a bar. He turns out he'd also hired the girl to seduce David, and Whoa. all that shit looks way different. When you got a dad after the conservative yeah. and it's like, oh, he was about to marry into the family and take control of the money. So that had yeah, been- so he said, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Wait, how did he meet her? Uh, playing, uh, he was like, he's one of those like golf prep dudes, and he was, he was just playing golf at a country club out here in L.A. Damn, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, good for him. That's what a story. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, October. This is when we, uh, on the official count, passed uh, seven hundred thousand COVID deaths. Um, and this is also when, uh, the port of LA said it was going to be running 24 seven. Um, because I mean, everyone's got to have their treats, but also like, uh, it's, it's just pretty wild. Um, like, you know, the whole supply line discussion, I, I don't know if you guys saw the other day, but, uh, governor Cox, our, our governor here, Mark, he declared a state of emergency in Utah, allowing, um, truckers who deliver propane to be able to work more than their like federally mandated hours because we have a propane shortage. What could go and wrong? Sh- and so the solution is to allow them to work, allow truck drivers <laughs> who drive through the night to work more hours. And he did that through the emergency declaration. Um, Hauling propane, propane fucking flammable propane. propane. What we're going to do yeah. is we're going to allow truckers to drive more hours, and we're also going to suspend blood, uh, drug testing so they can take as much amphetamine as they possibly want. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, in the second driest state in the nation. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, it's just insane. Like, wait, what's the, the driest t- state? Arizona. Oh, is it Arizona? It is Arizona. Nevada's um, hard. I just to think that, like, I, I mean, that you would want truck drivers to be driving more is just is just insane. And he like posted a big thing like about how like the like the federal government prevents drivers from being able to drive. It's just like, yeah, dude, I wonder why that is. Actually, it's crazy. Um, You're anyway, telling me October, you how did our- we ever get like fucking smoking banned from indoor? buildings and like i, no I don't idea. know seat belts i don't i have no clue how any of this shit ever <laughs> got passed i mean seat belts only came about just because we started putting those dingers inside cars and then people finally decided to use them just because it was annoying yeah. otherwise yep so um 
uh, October 21st, another like workplace safety issue. Uh, Alec Baldwin shot and killed a woman um, just on a set. I don't know if you like know more, more about this, Mark, because I mean, I, I've never worked on like any sort of like situation like this. I like it's just seemed like a pretty insane situation where like a lot of like the normal safety checks just weren't done. And, uh, that was the result where he shot something. I don't know if it was like they call, it was called a live round in some cases, but it just was like an unsafe, like blank or something. I don't really know how that works. They, I'm not really clear. Cause they, 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 they the, so the union crew had walked off cause of safety concerns and pay concerns yeah. and they had replaced it with a scab crew I'm still not clear on whether it was an actual bullet or a misfired blank, but they had been using live gun and that live ammo and that gun for target shooting when they were bored earlier. So like oh, it's yeah. it's like a cascading series of ridiculous fuck ups, and Alec Baldwin is still running around like lying and doing damage control when it's like he killed the woman, dude. Fucking feel yeah. that. And yeah. I, I mean, I can understand it was an accent there too, but he was also a producer on the film too. Like at a certain point, you're holding yeah, like some sort of accountability. Right. Yeah. And he killed like a cinematographer, right? Like it wasn't. Yeah. And the fact that they allowed like live rounds on that set at all should just be like the most egregious offense ever. Like, come on. Like if, if this is a film where you're supposed to be just using blanks or something like that, why would you even risk having that there? Yeah. Cause dudes rock, man. You're not going to shoot shit when you got an hour to kill. Come on. (laughs) Yep. Um, Let's see. So we have um, moving into November. We have um, the, the CDC on the on the second saying that the vaccine was safe for children five or o- and older, which was great. Um, November eighth was a day when Barry Weiss started her incredibly real <laughs> and not fake university in Austin, Texas, um, which of course has amounted to like less than nothing since then. Um, it's literally just. All that those like stunts those people do seem to be just a way for them to push their like sub stacks. It's really insane. I, I think uh, all but two of the of the faculty have left. Yeah, like a, lot, a bunch of people start dropping out after after like the dude Steven initial, Pinker dropping out yeah. like two days after announcing he was joining the uh, the faculty. Yeah, that was that was that was a good day, um, and uh, I, I mean. As we mentioned, like this is starting to feel a bit more familiar as we get toward the end of this last year. Um, on November 3rd, by the Biden administration essentially killed um, uh, the stimulus bill. Um, the On November 13th, more than 190 nations reached a climate change deal at the United Nations Climate Summit. We did um, it. We, we fixed it's, it. It's we did done. it all. And on the 15th, we got the infrastructure bill, the better, uh, the build back better bill essentially died that day. Um, on the 19th, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all charges, which again, set off just like really insufferable discourse. Um, I, I mean, that, that one was, I can't remember how much we talked about it, but like, I, it, it wasn't particularly surprising based on how a lot of these laws are written, the shit like stand your ground. Yeah. I mean... Over the last year, they literally passed bills in many states allowing drivers of cars to run over protesters if they feel like somewhat threatened, which is very purposely nebulously defined. Um, I mean, by all accounts, the person who Kyle Rittenhouse, like if uh, if 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 the guy had hit him with a, a 
or if the guy with the skateboard had a gun and shot Kyle Rittenhouse instead of, you know, went after him with a skateboard, he probably would have been better off than uh, and probably gone off scot-free because Kyle Rittenhouse showed up with a gun and escalated the situation. So like this, this country just encourages gun violence at a certain level. That's just really hard to stomach um, and really hard to, to grapple with. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. It's like, to me, it wasn't like, I understand legally why the verdict was reached the way it was and all that shit. It's the people glorifying him, celebrating him like a rock star that are really gross to me. The kid's just yeah, a dumbass fucking kid, man. It's, it's absolutely <clears throat> disgusting. Like, that clip of like Tucker Carlson behind the scenes with Kyle Rittenhouse saying like, like, Oh, we're a huge fan of yours. And it's, and it's like, he, he, the, the, I mean, the reason why he's at, like people, he has fans, right. The why like he's on Steven Crowder's podcast, the why he's like doing the media rounds or whatever. And the why there's some people like love him is because he lived the fantasy. Like he, right. He killed the, he shot and killed the lips and got away with it. He, like that was, he got to do a was, fucking uh, make a wish tour of like the Dallas Cowboys stadium. Yeah. Which is just insane. I know. Because it all because he like killed two people. Yeah, all you can just like imagine is like Jerry come to him is like, So what was it like? What'd you feel? Oh yeah, as if Jerry hasn't killed a fucking Yeah. Yeah. He's killed people. (laughs) Jerry's killed people. He's been like the senator from allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, allegedly he's been like the senator from the Godfather. Just like she didn't have a family. (laughs) No one will ever know. Yep. Um, so uh, November twenty fourth, uh, Omicron was was first detected in South Africa. It's been just ripping through the the whole world since then. Um, we're really in the throes of it right now. Uh, hopefully, burns <coughs> quick. But yeah, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. I love how immediately we cut off travel from South Africa. Like they didn't invent Omicron; they, they just oh noticed God. it. She's so stupid, dude. You know, because they I actually mean, okay. like fund healthcare in that country. Yes. I was well, yeah, exactly. Like they like they. I mean, and they even came out and said like, like public health officials in South Africa, like we discovered this, like somebody who had traveled from Amsterdam or something here. So it's like it was there first for sure. <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, I, I was just like really getting bummed out thinking about like I, I just. Look at how stupid and incompetent like our government is. And I like at the same time, they're the most powerful one on earth. And you're just like, that's such a difficult dichotomy to like really like come to terms with. Like just how like literally stupid our government is. I mean, I know like (laughs) there's the evil, there's like there's all of that shit. But like literally just like the stupidity is really tough for me sometimes. (laughs) And it's just like... And like COVID has really uh, made that so clear, just like how how we're handling all of this is just stupid. It makes no sense, like logically, how any of this has been handled. And when you just think about like they're oh they're just like actually like it's just literal just stupidity. It's just it just it just gets to me. Um, and that Omicron thing, just being like yeah. oh this is the South Africa variant, just reminds me of just how dumb. It's uh, almost like being stupid and mean is the best way to accrue power. I know. I mean, yeah, weird yeah, how that works. Yeah, it's 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 pretty nuts. Yeah. Um, December, so pretty close uh, to current. We had the um, this was the Dobbs versus Jackson case that was heard in Mississippi. This is like one of the uh, another step on the ladder to overturn overturn Roe versus Wade. 
Um, we had the uh, on December second, we essentially had uh, Biden reinstating the Trump era um, to uh, remain in Mexico or to wait in Mexico. This was um, a story from the L.A. Times, but. Uh, migrants seeking to enter the United States will again have to stay in Mexico as they await immigration hearings as the Biden administration reluctantly announced plans to reinstate the Trump era policy agreed to, and agreed to Mexico's conditions for resuming it. It was called the remain in Mexico policy. So, um, you know, wasn't the, or- the order of events there that some federal judge said he had to. And of course, they can. They're not supposed to just ignore judges, but you can. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen. Like, but, like, like the parliamentarian. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the, yeah, it, it's probably something like that. I mean, how many times I think we're now up to like two or three times where the parliamentarian has just like ruled on something. They're like, oh, darn. Even though the whole system is built to where like the parliamentarian can be overruled and they just don't do it. So. You can also just fire the parliamentarian or replace them with a parliamentarian who will approve your plan. Like it's just like, yeah, you can exactly. still, if you, if you want to be a nerd and follow the rules, the rules allow you to fire the parliamentarian, hire a new one. It's exactly. just like, you can follow the rules and still do what you want. <laughs> yeah. The Democrats refuse to like wield the power that they have. It's, it's great. Um, on December 5th, this was when, uh, Bob Dole ended up dying and leaving our, uh, mortal grafts. So, uh, shout out to Bob Dole, uh, more really good, uh, tributes from Spencer Cox and the ilk. It was great. Honestly, Loved seeing all of that. The only thing I really have a takeaway for Bob Dole is just the fact that he outlived Norm Macdonald and somehow like sent out a tweet saying like he was sad that Norm Macdonald died. <laughs> like, oh my God, that's right. Which is oh, like. I forgot Nor- Norm used to do the Bob Dole impression on us. Yeah. Oh, right? that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Also, Norm, Norm's kind of weird. I mean, he was probably like the only funny, like conservative comedian, I think. Yeah, he was the only like one, one you could ones. like overlook like his politics. Like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. He's funny. Who cares? Yeah. yeah he was just an um, iconic, like he was just an iconic class. Like none of his views made any sort of sense, which is fine. He's just a fucking comedian. So that's totally. Funny. It does. They don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no one's half. I'm to, really to especially. the point now where it's like, sure, I get annoyed at like shitty MAGA type of people, but like, I'm, I don't really give a fuck what your politics are anymore. Like, if you don't wield power, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's how it's. Sure. I mean, it's just like, like I just whatever. I'm not gonna fuck it. Like, like you, you said about the the guy in your mentions, the flat earther. Like, I'm not gonna convince you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like. I don't care. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah, you don't. As long as you're not doing things, you don't hold any. Like, you don't. Yeah, you don't press any of the buttons. You don't pull any any of the levers. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop like watching like John (laughs) Swartzwelder like Simpsons episodes just because like he's a conservative. Like, no, those are the best ones because he is kind of a crazy conservative. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Let's see. So we have uh it. December 10th, this was like the the massive Kentucky, Kentucky tornadoes that were like ripping through multiple states, uh, going like three, four hundred miles um, on a single path or whatever, killing a ton of t- people, at least 79 people leveling towns. Like I mentioned, the Amazon facility um, and some really heartbreaking stuff that came out of that. We talked about that at the time. Um, and on December 13th, there was a $380 million settlement that was reached by USA Gymnastics and Larry Nassar's victims. This is, um, of course, like Simone Biles, like that whole group of, of, 
of girls who was who were abused by by Larry Nassar by it was just I mean it it's I I it is just like deeply sickening um so like for anyone to like not have any like sympathy for any like mental issues that any of those girls like might have out of that is just insane so um there's something really edifying about that whole thing to me because like the thing that I can't I can never like I, I I can't understand protecting a rich, powerful person who's uh, a sicko, even when they matter. We're talking about a doctor who handled the Olympic gymnastics. There's not this isn't like covering up for an NFL quarterback, all like all pro. Right. right. It's like now you shouldn't do that either. But at least I can understand sort of how the problem how that happens. Yeah. It's like who's why can't you replace the doctor who takes care of you? you it's it, right. he's utterly replaceable. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, December 14th, COVID death, deaths passed 800,000. 19th, this is when the Bill Back Better was officially killed, mainly by Joe Manchin at the end there. Um, and then on Christmas Eve, and I don't think we've talked about this yet, um, but this is where the CDC was essentially lobbied by people like the CEO of Delta to cut the quarantine period uh, for COVID positive cases from 10 to five days, um, which is insane because there was a study that came out of uh, Japan and um, let's see. And it said like, let's uh, let me see peak infectiousness with COVID-19 is between three and six days uh, with, with Omicron and um, it's pretty great that we've uh, just essentially cut our 10-day thing down to five days when that's still within the peak infectious period for Omicron. So um, that's probably bad. But of course, this is just what happens now when we live in a corporatocracy and uh, we're just having – I mean, where literally people not being able to work because they have an infectious illness um, is like shutting down our country – um, de facto instead of just doing it the way we should have so i mean they put in those uh like uh, those uh, bulletproof doors after 9-11 so maybe covid can't get through it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yep yep and then uh awesome. ending the year strong but a sad one uh betty white one of the golden girls of course died america's on- first pog <laughs> there we go on christmas eve or on new year's eve um, Did you see Jesse Stefan Diggs played the playoff game yesterday and uh, played played the Bills game yesterday in uh, uh, um, Betty White cleats? No, Did no, he really? Yeah, he had a custom painted. Her face was on one and said, "Thank you for being a friend." On the other one, incredible. You know what? That's awesome. I, I just respect yeah. Betty White just because, like, they had this whole massive party set up for her and all that too, and just checking out right before that. That is the ultimate punchline. That's really funny. People Magazine had already printed and delivered like magazine covers with her celebrating her 100th birthday on it, right? They were going to have like a one day only thing where like you celebrate in like a movie theater with like a bunch of people, which honestly in the time of COVID would have probably had a body count too. So Betty White dying kind of maybe saved lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the Q people started saying that she she uh, she didn't die of natural causes. She was executed oh a big part of the cabal yet. Uh, oh. Wait, okay, so it goes either one no, of two that's, ways. That's executed Bob for being, right now. Well, right. it's either you get you either get you get executed for being in the cabal, or you get 
killed for knowing and about to expose the cabal. So you, uh, celebrities oh, yeah. who die fall on either one of those. The, the, Kobe Bryant, interestingly, was on the uh, exposing the cabal side. Bob Saget, <laughs> is he on the inside or outside, Greg? I believe he is on the inside. Um, oh, okay. There's all sorts of like QAnon anti-vax uh, conspiracies right now that are yeah. popping up as well. The, the, the one I've seen about Betty White is she got the <laughs> boost and then she died from that. I mean, as opposed to like just being 99 years old, which, you know, Dude, like a stiff breeze as opposed to living out. for an entire century. Yeah. Dude, uh, wait, I was in, uh, we were in Florida, my parents, uh, uh, my wife's parents' place, my mo- uh, and I saw Betty White died. And I was like, oh, Betty White died. And my mother in law goes, wait, of what? And it was like, it was so funny because it was a perfect Rose and Island. Like, if I, I literally believe there's a Golden Girls episode where, where, yeah. uh, where Dorothy announces that some really old person died. And, and uh, Rose they goes, say, of what? Of what? And she goes, a jet ski accident. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it's just Damn. like, oh, God. So perfect. Yeah. Anyway, so Jordan, I hope you play us out in this episode with the Golden Girls theme song. But any uh, any any final wrap up thoughts for twenty twenty one? It was it was a year where we we lived, where we, we laughed, sat we in our house. I mean, we had good moments where we thought we were we were out. Um, you know, it's so, uh, I feel good I about it- this. I think that it was, was Gizmodo or somebody did a yeah. year a, a year in like technology or like their dystopia we live in. It was like this is also the year that um, those Bluetooth dick traps that uh, uh, BDSM people use. Somewhat people were hacking those and ransomwareing other people's dicks. No, <laughs> so it's like give me like two Ethereum and I'll unlock your dick from this. <laughs> Smart oh, no. It's like I for, I'd fully forgotten that that was happening earlier last year. Oh, <laughs> no. I won't even oh. get Wi-Fi enabled locks. Like I can't even imagine doing that. <sighs> you know, like some some Russian teenager has possession of your dick. Your dick belongs to me. That's not what you want. You Man. pay twenty thousand rubles to get one testicle back. <laughs> oh. Oh my goodness. What a year. Anyway, it sucks shit. I hope it never happens again. All right, we can't. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you one JPEG of an ape smoking a blunt if you release my dick. Dude. No. So fucking dumb. Uh, I, have, I have a lazy ape dressed up like James Gandolfini from uh, 8 Millimeter. I hope that's okay. <laughs> all right we can't top this we gotta end the episode now yeah. <laughs> all right thank you all for being a friend we'll see you next time <laughs> bye everyone <laughs>